you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Previously. On DDFB. Where was that in the exactly. previously? I told you that the Eagles defense was going to be good. Julio Jones, touchdown. Do you think Jason Bourne could beat Batman in a fight? I mess with Batman, but I love Joker. That's not the Peyton that I knew. Manning under pressure, throws near sideline. It is deflected and intercepted. What happened to the guy I went against that was picking people apart, putting it on the money? Because I would have loved to play against this one. Your thoughts. Check report, week one. My reaction is, what a great job you've done again. How do you not bring up Jameis' first throw being a pick six? I don't know, Black Tie. Why don't you take it over? Do the Black Tie report and see who watches that. Hi, and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com. It's all over the place, really. Just search for it on your computer there. It'll turn up in audio and or video form. We hope you checked out our earlier podcast this week. As you saw, Ike Taylor, MJD were with us. Handsome Hank and I did some kibitzing coming up today. We're going to be talking to one of our very favorites. Nate Burleson is going to join us here. We also are going to talk to Greg Olson, tight end star of the Carolina Panthers. Meantime, as you can see, if you're looking at us, we do have a full Studio 66. First of all, let's say hello to the man. Now, five days a week in the mornings on NFL Network, on NFL HQ, and you can also read his picks, his power rankings, all that other hooey and applesauce. It's Elliot Harrison. What's the poop, fella? How you doing? Well, get my energy up. Better than uh, better than Eli and everybody. Your your fellas uh, down in Big D looked like they were up against the ropes until Eli let them off the hook there. But you That's survived. Uh, speaking of, so every year, like with opening game, I like to find a matchup in my collection of old games that's you know similar to Week One. So I watched Cowboys Giants from '95 Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. It's a terror. It's thirty-five nothing. Dallas wins. But what's cool is at halftime they honored Phil Simms. We've never talked about this. How do you properly like honor a guy at halftime? You know, usually they just like show his jersey. Well, the Giants, they did Phil Sims, and then after they all, I don't know if you remember this, after they all said something, he actually put his jersey on, 
And then he sent Lawrence Taylor out I on a go remember. route yeah, yeah. and threw like a, you know, a 30 yard bomb. It's pretty cool. That's the way you do it. And yeah, LT wearing a maroon blazer. The problem with doing it at <laughs> halftime versus doing it in the pregame is, of course, if the home team is down three touchdowns, it kind of takes the wind out of the excitement. Yeah, it was 21 nothing. It's funny you say that. Um, and let's also say hello to a guy who also is sitting high. His team is 1-0. Now the Miami Dolphins, of course, all the way from London, England, everybody. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. I can dance. All right. That's all I'll right. do that instead. I know, but you could, you, know, you, you could give us a little wiggle on our way up there. Um, um, Black, Ties, Black Ties previously on DDFP paints me as the, one of the largest sycophants on the, in the history of the earth. <laughs> I just, I'm there like at your side berating Black Tie and then telling you what a great job you did with yeah, DDFP. Yeah, but when you're right, you're right. Well, you're right. The Sheck Report was yeah. gangbusters. Season six now. We've been Season doing that six. for six Congratulations. years. I, yes. It's a surprise that it made it that far. Yes, hey, me um, too. Dave, because you keep asking me to come back on your show, mm -hmm. for which I, I thank you, I bought you a gift today mm -hmm. um i didn't do this myself but my son painted ah, a, a picture for you ah. of the pittsburgh steelers uh helmet uh including the, the my man what he is the there nicest boy so and yeah look he at was that. he was determined that i give it to you today and and um well and after he thinks i played in the nfl he does think all. you played for he the went with a throwback too that's yep. the incredible thing. yeah it's a handsome looking yeah uh, that's a yeah. thank, thank, anyway, that's the, thank the man for him. Um, i know he's playing flag football now too. he is yes yeah he wants to grow up and be just like you and play in the nfl mm -hmm. ah well 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 thanks to him um, by the way, we should have him do, speaking of the Sheck report, uh, let it begin. I think that should be turned over to juveniles now. Okay. It's a it's a juvenile deed that's yeah. been perpetrated by an right. old man for too long. I'd like to turn it over to the kids. Speaking of the kids, football baby coming up in just a second. Matter of fact, why don't we get to it right now here, Black Tie? The first item here, football baby's picks. He's 1-0 and if you missed it. He did take the Patriots to beat the Steelers. He's now 31-13 and lifetime here. This is our one and only item in very important stuff. It's Football Baby's Week 2 picks. I don't know if we have them all here, Black Tie, but uh, for the time being, this will have to do. Take it away, Football Baby. Football Baby, the baby who picks football games. Two teams enter, one team leaves into Football Baby Dom. Packers, Seahawks. Choose. Who will emerge victorious? It is the Packers. Football, baby. Oof. Steelers. New England Patriots, Buffalo Bills, choose. Patriot? No. It is the Bills. Football, baby. So it's going to be a close one, apparently, wow. there in uh, in Buffalo on Sunday. So, fellas, he's the wizard. We now know how these things are going to work out. Nevertheless, we may as well do it ourselves. By the way, on Sunday, coming up week two of something that Elliot and I did last week, Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, 
a cast of many others. So you got Akbar, the whole team. You got the Marcus whole team. In Akbar, Baja Biamila, yes. Pizza Every, Delivery Girl. Yes, yeah. uh, Heath Evans. Everything else, though, I, all those other fellows, we all gather around the TVs and we watch football like people love to do, right. and you can watch it along with us. We encourage you, nay, demand that you do so. Starting off 1 p.m. on the East Coast, 10 a.m., all the way through the late afternoon games, we're watching all the games. Watch with us, won't you? And uh, join the conversation at NFL Now. It's called Game Day Blitz. Just go to NFL.com and all will be uh, apparent there on how to get in and watch us and, and basically spend your football Sunday watching with us, or at least part of it. Now, let's figure out... I know Football Baby has already told us some of the results here, but mm -hmm. let's do it ourselves. We do it every week. That's right, fellas. It's time for the Red Challenge Flag segment. Play the music. It's time, music today. It, it's time for the Red Challenge Flag segment. Red Challenge Flag picks. Roll the graphic back there. That's supposed to do That's, it, Black yeah, Times? We don't have anything. Do All right, a tepid intro, but it's about to get fiery in hey, here. Hey, guys, guys. Energy. Can we really get the energy? Let's up? pick the energy Please. up for <laughs> this segment. Really, okay. I want to yeah. do it live. Forget pre-tape stuff. Let's do it yeah. live. Red right. challenge. Flag right. picks. Terrific save there, Black Tie. You covered up nicely. No one, no one noticed yeah. the difference. All right, let's get to it then. This is uh, this is the time where we make our picks here. Elliot Harrison, handsome Hank, head to head. How do we? Do I basketball? will ask them about a game. One will tell me who they think is going to win. If the other disagrees, he will throw the red challenge flag. It is an unnecessarily complicated approach to picking games, and that's why we do it. Who won last week? Fun. Dave Damashek won, not surprisingly. I went 12-4. and four. Right, Black Tie? Oh, you can go to NFL.com slash pick them and look for the Dave Damashek football program. We're under the group. experts, which I find incredible. Yeah, well, I think I proved the fact that but I you am can an also, expert. You can also, join our, group. I you can also join our group yes. and compete against us. That's right. I, I meant the red challenge flag segment. Who yeah, won you the won. red challenge flag? I think we only disagreed on one game. Oh. And I think it was the Broncos-Ravens game. I think I picked the Ravens. You picked the Broncos. Yes. The Denver yes. Broncos I feel won that game. You you're, did. Up, you're yes. up by one. I feel bad about it because there is someone on Twitter who has Red Challenge flag, the DDFP Red Challenge mm -hmm. flag, as a handle, and he updates us. And I looked at it, and now I can't uh, recall who did win it. I think you had the early lead yep. on it. Either way, let's get to it. The Red Challenge flag segment. Red Challenge flag Oh, that was better. Gas. That's right. That's producing. It's time for the Red Challenge flag segment. Ghosty. And, fellas, let's start it off with the big one on Sunday night, a fascinating matchup for many reasons. I'll holster these. Not the least of which is the recent history. I, I, You know, pro football players have egos, but I wonder if at some point it starts to get into the Packers' head that, man, we, we can't seem to get past these Seahawks when we show it when we show down. Mm -hmm. In Lambeau, though, no camp chancellor. It seems like things favor the Packers, but who cares what I think? Elliot Harrison, what's your pick? I have Green Bay by a field goal at home. Handsome Hank. I'd like to throw the red challenge so do it at Elliot. Do it! But I also believe the Packers are going to win that game. Boo! I I like conflict. I know you like conflict, Dave, but on this occasion, look, that, that Packers team, Aaron Rodgers, by the way, we've become so used to Aaron Rodgers playing at such a high level that if, if let's say, um, Joe Flacco went out and played like Aaron Rodgers did in week one of the season, all we'd have talked about this week is, wow, did you see what Joe Flacco did last weekend? 
We're so used to our, I haven't heard anyone, I haven't seen, well I can tell you on NFL.com, we haven't written anything or, or had you know, people commenting on the fact that Aaron Rodgers is still playing at this incredibly high level. And, uh, and he continues to do it. And I think he'll do it again against the I, a, You know what? That's a great point because if Tony Romo, for instance, right. goes into Philly and knocks them off without Des Bryant, songs will be written about right. him. Jordy Nelson is out. Aaron Rodgers just keeps on rolling there. That Turns said, James Jones, who was, who's been cut by two teams in the last 12 months, mm -hmm. into a star again. Yeah, um, it is. Uh, for the but, record, though, the Bears really could have won that game. Yeah, isn't moment. that some of that, too, though? I, I think we got to give some credit to the play calling. I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers sometimes has receivers. Now, not on that play. That was a beautiful throw. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times he's got guys running totally free, and, and that is a real testament to Mike McCarthy and that staff. I'm not taking anything away from Aaron Rodgers, and I, I love that you picked Flacco. I, I think Flacco's passer rating was like 30-something, right. and Rodgers was 140. Right. I think he literally like outrated him by 100 points. Well, it's, uh, we're unanimous then because football baby, the two of you, and me all take the Packers there. But the thing, that, the thing that'll be interesting to see, like I say, the Bears almost did beat them, and they, they kind of let themselves down. Not surprisingly, Jay Cutler couldn't, uh, couldn't take care of business. But I wonder with uh, with Russell Wilson and company if if they might expose that defense. We still don't know. We still don't know. I uh, I happen to believe in the Packers defense, but we still haven't actually yep. seen sure. that they can stop a good offense. So let's see how they do with uh, Marshawn Lynch. Next up, I mentioned it already. The Philadelphia Eagles 0 and 1. Elliot Harrison's Dallas Cowboys 1 and 0 in Philly. Handsome Hank, how say you? I am choosing the Philadelphia Eagles to win this game. Mm, you're like English people. You you say Philadelphia, don't you? Well, I am an English person. I know. That's why I'm say, like English people. I know, but there's no R exactly. at the end of the word Philadelphia. But Philadelphia. You call it Philadelphia. I don't know where there's an no, R to do that. You know, All right. like, if you go to Philadelphia and something is very Philadelphia-y. I've never been to Philadelphia, so I can't really say. You couldn't be more Philadelphia. I have a Vaughn Hayes baseball card somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Nice transition. Number nine. All right. So the well, number nine. You know, I'm a Cowboys uh, supporter, and uh, this is a tease. Know. He's not going to take yeah. them. Everybody, <laughs> don't buy this. Now. Little football ghost. He's looking at me, but I'm going to have to take the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm I sorry. I, oh! I, I agree with you. I think the Cowboys are going to have trouble. No, Randy Gregory is what I'm mm -hmm. worried about. In that yep, game. that could be an issue. Keep talking about Dez. No Randy Gregory. All righty. Ra Randy Gregory, who's played uh, one game. Doesn't the matter. They end. need his pass rush. Mm -hmm. And he was getting into the pocket uh, against Eli. When he got hurt, they didn't get into the pocket. The other thing is, you know, I said this on, in, on Tuesday's podcast, but looking at the end of that game against the Falcons, the Falcons' defense was exhausted by the end of it, mm -hmm. like really on their heels. And I think if the Eagles play at that tempo and yet actually score points in the first half rather than, than uh, give them away... Uh, I think the Cowboys have a hard time towards the end of the game. No scandal. Keeping up with it. People are going to be very jittery in Philadelphia if Chip's gang Ooh, loses this. They go, they go to 0 2. I think, oh boy, the noise. You talk Seems about what off. the media yeah. is talking about. If they go to 0 2 mm -hmm. early in the year, people are going to start going crazy. By the way, I don't think we're getting to. I'm looking at, uh, at looking at our games. Yeah, we're not getting to the Houston Texans here, but I have to celebrate one person named Dave Damashek who said. For the last 10 months, Ryan Mallett should be the starter. Now he is. I hear other people in the media now jumping on. Hey, the Texans really could win that division. The Indianapolis Colts can be had here. Yeah, who told you that first? You just remember who told you I'm first. Sure as long as Arian Foster gets DDI. back. No, I didn't say they're all listening to me, but let, let it be known that I was 10 months ahead 
of the curve, and I was two years ahead of the curve on one Peyton Manning and his decline. I, I told you it was coming. Now everybody's on board with that. Just well, remember. You, wait, hold on a second. You're now claiming that you predicted a 39-year-old quarterback would event would no, his, I told his you production that, would slide. No. I don't think that you can really take too much credit there. That was going to happen. In I told you he wasn't. I told you he was finished and. It would appear two years been. later he is, and that's I right. And when hey, this, Dave, hey, was I, I wrong? No, I got one for you. Yeah. I don't think that Andrew Luck, 15 years from now, I don't think he's going to be the quarterback he is today. I didn't predict. Hear what that I say now, years. Yeah. right? No. Believe me later, Black. Hear me now. Believe I, me later. No, no, no. I said in 2013, Peyton Manning is done winning Lombardi trophies, and. I have been proven correct. But unless they as win you one this year, also say, you say it every time. They only hand out one a year. All right, fine. It was hardly like Tom Brady did win one. Now he has to go into Buffalo, That's a heck of a which, which figures to be a festive, wonderful environment. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Yes, I root for the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you told me that they're winning a Lombardi is not an option, I think I would probably pick the Bills to get it because their fan base is so loyal. Do you know? I always say it. As we speak, some of them are already gathering outside the stadium, and that is not an yep. exaggeration. They start tailgating and do so for three days. What a great thing. It's a, and, it, and it is a gay environment. It's such fun, and Rex Ryan has, uh, is clearly only making it that much more fun. All that being said, none of it matters uh, it, w what's going to happen between the lines. Maybe it'll impact things a little bit. Who knows? Elliot Harrison, what's your pick, fella? I was going to say, I remember people doing that when the Use Your Illusion albums came out for Guns N' Roses. Uh, I, I Which am, one did you prefer, one or two? I bought two first. Really? Two was better. Two was better. It was. I bought nine. New England by for a the, point. For the kids out there, that's a Guns N' Roses record. Yeah, Appetite and Lies are better. Uh, New England by one point, Hank. On the road. Well, Elliot. Do it. Do I'm going to have to use this. Oh. Yeah! In the face. We got it! He threw it in Brady. And I'm taking face. the Bills. I'm I like the, the awkward fist pump. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Bills to win this game. I think the Buffalo Bills can um, in, you know, invite New England into, into mm. their home. And I think with everything that Rex Ryan brings, and I, I, I'm a believer that this doesn't last forever with Rex, but I think now, game two... Is that a prediction? Is that like a Shaq prediction? I, I predict... Rex won't be alive forever. That's <laughs> yes. a prediction. Yeah. But my other prediction is that, uh, that he will bring the energy that's needed. And he's already whipped the Bills fans into a mm -hmm. frenzy. I think that the Bills defense is going to take over this game. I absolutely... We've been talking about that since he got hired. Yeah, I think that Rex Ryan does matter, you know, from a, a puff your chest out right. and build your confidence and all that. But more practically, in this matchup, he always gives Tom Brady trouble. I think he'll give... He has better he pieces has better in players, Buffalo better players than he did in yeah. New York. You know, obviously he doesn't have uh, yeah. Revis anymore. But, the you know, the total is better in Buffalo. Yeah, and, and, and those offensive pieces... I got news for you, too. You watch that Thursday night game. Oh, look, they, they haven't skipped the beat. Tom Brady and Gronk back on board, you know, back in rolling. They rolled over Pittsburgh. I think as we watch this season roll on, you're going to start to see that th this is a very mortal Patriots team. You know, they're, you're going to be able to make some hay against them on the ground. You're going to be able to throw sure. the ball a little bit on them. And I don't think that they're an unstoppable offense, although that swing pass to Julian Edelman, I'm not sure exactly what you do to stop that from happening when you have Gronk running behind him, essentially. Well, I think those short passes mitigate Buffalo's strength, which is their pass rush. I only have New England winning by one point in this right. game. I, th I think it's going to be close. And you talk about coming back to earth. Maybe Tyrod Taylor comes back to earth. Yeah, a and that's bit. the thing. They, you know, I, I saw a stat this week, and I wish I could. If we had Drew Statton here, I don't know what happened to him. I think bad statitude. Bad statitude. Didn't yeah. show up again. 
Rest um, in peace. But, I, but uh, rest in no, peace. he'll be back. Um, we'll we'll but, get Drew Staten in here. For but I, um, I understood that uh, the um, Belichick's record against quarterbacks who have one or two or three starts is is ridiculously good. Hmm. Yeah, that's a fair that, point. You know, he can, I think they'll just you know, talk about keeping the ball out of his hands. I think right. that's what guys, uh, Rex will try guys to are do. Guys, time of taping. Next up. Guys uh, are time of taping check. Uh, Rex Ryan says he hopes LaShawn McCoy will play. That, well, well pretty major factor there, I guess. I'm j- I'm going with them because I like the matchup of Rex v. Brady. That's what, that's what I'm picking it on. Although, if you don't have Shady McCoy out there, that's going to hurt their chances. I go 2017 with the home team. Go Bills. Everybody's going to be rooting for the Bills against the Patriots. Next up, Chargers at the Bengals. Two 1-0 teams. Two good showings in week one. Two teams that are a little bit under-discussed by the national media, but both could find their way into the playoffs here. Who's up? It's Handsome Hank. I'll say you. I will pick the Tiger Stripes of the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. Elliot Harrison. I'll say you. you. He loves those Chargers. I I just don't appreciate how you threw it in my head. Yeah! (laughs) Two in a row. We're on a roll. I did a no-look into your face, and you couldn't even get me in the face. San Diego is going to win this game. I, I think that Phillip Rivers is going to take advantage. You know, the Bengals didn't get much of a challenge last week. You know, Derek Carr went out early with the, with the hand, and they were pretty much in control the whole time. But they didn't have a lot of success running the ball. I think San Diego, they had that one Amir Abdullah run that they allowed. But after that, they shut the run down. And then Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate combined for six catches for 63 yards combined right. against the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate what Manti Teo did to shut down the run. But I think that the, uh, that, that the, the Chargers, no, whenever they're good, no matter how good they are, they really have a problem traveling across the country. And early in the season, going to Cincinnati, I, just, I, think, that the, I think the Bengals, with that offense, like, is a very different, like, as good as, the, as, good as the, the Lions offense is, Megatron like, seemed to go missing entirely. Yep. Uh, Matt Stafford, I think, was injured for, for a lot of the game. He took a big hit to the, to the shoulder. Amir Dullah, yeah, that worked out. But... This is a different this, the 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 Bengals offense is is kind of a level higher I would say outside of Andy. Yeah, um, I, it's I, it's not necessarily looking back through history and saying the Chargers under Phil with Phil Rivers have had a tough time getting off to good starts. That's not exactly why. It's ra- it's more about that that Bengals team I think is uh, is good this year if Dalton just doesn't stink it up. They are mm-hmm. so loaded. So that's the thing I keep saying the Bills Bengals have the two best rosters if you exclude the QB position there. I think uh, at home they'll take care of those Chargers. Next up, Lions and Vikings, two teams that probably are pretty eager to get a victory here as they're looking up at the Packers. They don't want to lose any more ground. Elliot Harrison, how say you? You know, I, I'm taking the Lions here. Uh, this was the toughest game to pick to me. Dave? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we've done, we've thrown a lot of flags. I think I feel like we've, you He's know, gonna throw got, another one. Here I, it comes, everybody. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we've got the conflict that you are looking for. My earpiece yeah. popping out. I'm so excited. And uh, I'm picking the Lions as well. Ah, oh, the I Vikings were horrible they on, were. on they Monday were night. They were terrible. I couldn't pick that team. I, there's surprised. nothing I saw on Monday night that I. They're moving us years. along. I mean, uh, yeah, he just got it. Vikings or Lions, dude. Teddy Vikings B wasn't great. Teddy B wasn't great. Doesn't mean he can't be better in week two, especially. At home, I'm going Lions myself wow. here. Wow, surprise. I just, you know what, though? my uh, the, All the hype that I gave the Lions in preseason, 
They had that game in San Diego until late in the second quarter. They really had a chance to get up 11, and Matt Stafford on the Charger side of the field threw an abysmal interception, and, and they never got right after that. I think they woke up. He's got to turn. I mean, they're yeah, so no. loaded on offense. I noticed the same thing. I think they woke up and realized they were the Lions. Well, I, I say the Lions will get Let this sleeping one. sleeping Lions lie. Next up, San Francisco 49. Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a this is a great matchup for people who love the history. This would be great if this were the Super Bowl showdown. Wouldn't it? It would be great. Who wouldn't would like be. to see a team going for seven versus a team going for six? Should have happened Dallas, in 94 is when it should have happened. The Cow- That's exactly right. That's right. But the Steelers would have gotten whipped in that game, and I wouldn't have wanted to see that one. That's not what we're talking about now, though. We're talking about September 2015. Handsome Hank, how say you? It... I had a hard time with this one, and it pains me to say it, but I think the Steelers are going to win it. I don't know why it pains you. Because I like the 49ers to win it. Oh, because you love Tom Sula. I right. thought you were and who's going to back to pain. his hometown of Pittsburgh, PA. He's going to have, I should think, nice. you know, relations around him. I'd like him to win the game, but I think the Steelers will win it. You know, uh, Hank, I, I really uh, I respect, respect your football opinion. I do, I do, and that's why I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. All right, I'm going Steelers too, and the only reason why I would really be petrified of this game with a team that tries to play power ball against that Steelers defense and really just really just try to beat you up with Carlos Hyde and the three tight ends and then dump one over your head there periodically with uh, Vernon Davis or whomever. I d- the only thing that favors the Steelers in my book is, well, there's some other factors, but the, but the biggest one is Short week for San Francisco. Right. They played on Monday night. Now they have to fly across the country. I don't know the about Steel- that, dude. I mean, the, not, the Steelers' secondary is the, the bane of your existence. And I that's know. just not something the 49ers do well. I, I think them going to Carlos Hyde actually works in, in your fandom's favor. I know. But the Steelers, of course, really, they're looking at 0-2. Just two years ago, they fell to 0-4. They don't want to get back in that same spot. They really have to obviously play with urgency. Sure. I think at home... They'll survive this one, but you watch. Hear me now. Believe me later. This one's going to be a really close one. Last, or no, two, uh, our penultimate pick here, Elliot Harrison, the Falcons at the New York Giants. Taking the big blue, New York Giants. Well, Elliot, you go for big blue. I'm going for little red. Yeah! <laughs> well done, Hans. Thank I you. Like I like that, that as well. You were, I can tell you were so proud of yourself when you well, thought of that. Well, only because it just came to me at that moment. And I didn't yeah. actually, I actually also picked the Giants, but I just wanted to throw a flag. No, I have picked the Falcons. <laughs> I have picked the Falcons. Um, I, I don't know. I think that the Giants suffered, like, you know, you, you talk about teams, how do they come bounce back from a type of loss like they had? Either they get together mm-hmm. and then they have yep. a chip on their shoulder and they really go for it. Or they kind of fall apart. And I just, I can't see an Eli Manning-led team being the team that's like, all right, guys, let's get this done. It's more like, eh, 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 <laughs> I, I feel this is... Let's run the ball and pass the ball. I really struggled with I this one. Thrown it out of bounds. I'm, yeah. with, I'm with EH that the team under Coughlin, they're not going to fall to 0-2. There's but no why? real There's no real football rationale for that. It's just that the Giants need it. The Falcons are probably feeling pretty good. After winning on Monday night, it's not a must-have game for them. The Giants probably feel like if we want to realistically be in the division hunt, we got to take this game. 
Ergo, I'm going to take it's a, it's a coin flip. I just don't trust Michaels. Atlanta on the road. That's I, really I'm with, what it look, comes I'm with down you, but to. I think Atlanta found a recipe on Monday night, w- rightly or wrongly, that like, let's get the ball in Julio Jones's hand. And yeah. I, I don't see how that giant secondary is going to be able to stop Julio I, if hey, they the Falcons, keep feeding him the ball in the same way that you might feed a running back. Falcons are my uh, division pick in, Mine too, there. Dave. But I, I, yeah, I, I just I'm think. I'm sticking with Carolina. You know, I could see them having an early Good season pick. stumble. Won't be the end of the world for the Falcons Thanks. to lose this one. But I. <laughs> I do think this is Julio Jones' year. Yeah. You could see that on Monday night. Last up, Jets at Colts. This one should be easy. Handsome Hank, how say you? Andrew Luck's Colts will win the game. Elliot Harrison. Uh, I, re- I really want to throw the red flag at you, but I can't. I feel like you're throwing on the red flags today. Well, you I, know, I'm that kind I, of guy, and, and really, you know, you don't have the uh, the bold outlook that I do. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I, I like the Colts as well because they're at home. I do like Chris Ivory to tear them up, though. Mm-hmm. So if fantasy, you got Chris Ivory on your bench, you, you put them in your lineup. Uh, but the, I think the Colts bounce back this week. Uh, you know, the Jets, too, you have to look at their offense. And their offense is very hit or miss. They don't have the advantage of playing a Cleveland team that can't do anything offensively, which puts your offense in good positions. Right. You know, I, um, I, I'm i with you about, first of all, Chris Ivory. I think that Brandon Marshall or Eric Decker is going to have a favorable matchup there. I, it, I say it's an easy pick because everybody will take the Colts, but legitimately, the Jets with that defense should be in. It's not shouldn't be as Andrew Luck a second straight week of having a really tough defense to I go agree. up against. And by the way, Tom Brady gets his first of this. He's got. I mean, he's going to have six of those over the course of the season. That's why I don't think the Patriots are going to win that division this year. That offensive line and that team is not built to handle those kind of rugged defenses that Brady and company are going to see this year. This week, though. I'm with you. I go, I think the Colts win. Again, early in the season, you can't, you don't want to get to 0-2. And, and so, again, urgency and all that, but I don't think it's a blowout for the Colts. I don't think the Jets can be right. blown out with that defense. Exactly. So. Yeah, I just Unless thought, Fitzpatrick just hands the ball over. I just meant last week with the Browns offense struggling so much, you play a field position game and you end up, it's like soccer when one team's a lot better than the other. You end up playing the whole game on their side of the field. You know, early in the game, didn't Josh McCown get hurt diving for the goal line? It did. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, they, they got a little bit of an advantage there. I know Manziel had the one bomb, but you, you throw a backup quarterback in there. The Browns aren't running the football. I just think the Colts are, are a lot sturdier test, and it's on the road. Good stuff, Elliot Harrison, Handsome Hank. Behold, all of Damashek's picks for Week 2. You can look at them also. NFL.com slash pick them. Look for the Dave Damashek football program tab. Oh, see, I'm gesturing here because I thought they were about to pop up in the board here. You're just going to have to go and, uh, too, like I say, that would require production. Slash pick them and look for the Dave Damashek football program group. Join us, won't you? My picks are spot on. Oh, also, my spoiler alert on NFL.com will be available oh, yeah. on Friday. And again, 12 and 4. Can't You can call me a clown all you want. Clown? I mean, I meant like. Oh, I see. Uh, I didn't mean. Apologies. Sorry, Dave. Hey, guess what, everybody? Here he is. We got Nate Burleson coming up in just a few minutes. In the meantime, here he is from the Carolina Panthers, Greg Olson. Well, this is fun. One of the real good guys in the NFL, number 88 star tight end of the Carolina Panthers. Here he is, everybody. It's Greg Olson. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Sure thing, sure thing. Let's start here. I mentioned the number 88 and the weekend of the 88s 
is fast approaching. Now you, Dale Earnhardt Jr., great cause. Talk about it. Yeah, it's a pretty special experience that we offer to our fans and all sports lovers. Uh, you can go and buy a raffle ticket and enter yourself. And, and really what you get is a, is a three-day, once-in-a-lifetime experience with Dale and I. Um, you get behind-the-scenes tours of both Bank of America Stadium, Junior Motorsports. Uh, you get a round-trip helicopter ride out to Martinsville Speedway, get to be a guest of, of Dale and his team and watch the race. And then we'll be here for the Monday night game, uh, October 2nd against the Colts, and you'll be my guest. And uh, we'll give you the behind-the-scenes treatment and the high-end treatment here at the game. And it's really three days. The couple who won last year had a blast. Um, all the money raised goes towards to support the local uh, children's hospital here in Charlotte, Levine Children's Hospital, that Dale and I are big supporters are. So it's fun to come together on such a cool cause, and uh, we have a blast with it. Marvelous stuff, and uh, the website there is weekendwiththe88s.com. We'll, uh, we'll repeat that when we get done here. But now let's move on to some pressing issues uh, on my brain, at least, Greg Olson. Starting off with this, I'm intrigued by your QB. He calls himself Superman, and he opens up his shirt to prove it. But Luke Keekley, who I've met a couple of times, in fact looks like Superman. Is that confusing for, for the uh, locker room? <laughs> I could see how that's confusing. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot, it's funny uh, when when Luke got here, everyone called him Clark Kent because uh, he has he when he got here he had glasses and he kind of looked unassuming, and then he became less assuming once he gets on the field. Uh, he's as special as a player. They both are. They're both incredibly special guys, rare talents, um, and we're fortunate to have them both on our team. I you know the Clark Kent comparison. That's right. Is it Henry Cavill who played Superman in the most? They look really I spot on. Who's more handsome, Greg Olson? Cavill, the the A list. <laughs> I think, think the uh, oh, oh, I thought you were telling me between. Oh, there you go. They they do look pretty similar. Don't yeah, they? they do, don't they? I'm gonna go with Luke. He's a pretty big deal here in the uh, Charlotte market. He's he's the most eligible bachelor. And he's your teammate, after all. So, and yeah, sure. I mean, it's unlikely the guy playing Superman's ever going to get word of, of this. Smart choice there. Well played there. Uh, legitimately, though, Cam Newton, to me, you know, year five now, do you agree that he's a little underappreciated? I know he's one of the great stars of the league, and yet... When you hear about the top five, top ten QBs, you often hear number one's name left off that list. How say you? Yeah, I think you're spot on. I think he is underrated. I think um, in a day and age where everything's based off statistics and fantasy football and touchdowns and all that, I think a lot what Cam does gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, you know, converted third downs. You know, there was no better example than last week on our, our big drive that really allowed us to seal the game. Um, two big third down runs. He can both in the pass game extending the play. And then also in design runs where he can pick up third and shorts. He's such a big guy, can run. So I, I do. I think a lot of what he does we're not used to seeing out of the quarterback position. And I'm not sure if people really appreciate how hard that really is. You know, two straight division crowns for you guys. And maybe Football America diminishes the achievement last year because of the record and the overall performance of the division. We know college guys care about conference pride. Do you have division pride? Are you, do you guys talk about, man, we, we as a division have to get a lot better in 2015? You know, I think last year was, was kind of an anomaly with, with us winning the division at 7-8-1. If you look the years prior, you know, we had the year before we won it with 12 games. Atlanta a couple years back I think won 12 or 13 you know, Tampa had some years where they won 10-plus games and couldn't even win the division. So I think historically we have a pretty strong division. Of course, last year I don't think anyone imagined 7-8-1 being enough to win the division, 
host the playoff game. But, you know, we're not going to apologize for that. We, we took advantage of the opportunity. We won. We beat a very good Arizona team here to uh, give ourselves a chance to fly out to Seattle. We came up a little short. But, um, you know, we don't imagine that's going to be good enough this year. Obviously, we don't, win, we don't set out to win only seven games. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take the division crown. Do you guys talk about the fact, I know you lost in Seattle in a big playoff game, but nonetheless, you were right in that one for a stretch there. Do you guys talk after the game or at any point since that Cam Newton actually shoved or stiff-armed Earl Thomas to the ground there? Have you looked at that replay? It's, yeah. it's quite a thing. Well, on that same play, he stiff-armed me to the, play, me to the ground. <laughs> so on that same play, he stiff-armed me and he stiff-armed Earl Thomas to the ground, who's obviously a fantastic player. So... That was uh, Cam looked like a man amongst boys on that play. Um, now you are on Instagram and Twitter and all that, and on Instagram you love putting out pictures of you and your kids who are adorable. And uh, you know this is something that's come up lately that I'm realizing: kids of NFL football players don't always love their old man more than they love some teammates. Who are, are the Olsen kids? Is 88 their favorite guy? It is. I'm pretty lucky. They're not mm. old enough to realize that their dad's not that cool. Um, so I'm still, I'm still pretty cool in their book. I'm sure in a couple more years, they'll be wearing Keekly jerseys or Cam jerseys, and I'll just be another guy that comes home at night to have dinner. But uh, for right now, they're young. Dad is everything in their eyes, so I'm, I'm pretty lucky. Uh, good for you. Who, though, would? You know, you're a leading man. You got the looks. Who should play Greg Olson in a movie when the Greg Olson story is told? You know, it's funny. The, the most common uh, internet meme or whatever they call those things nowadays um it, a lot of people like doing the side by side between the guy who plays dexter so uh oh I yeah get a lot of them. do you know you look like dexter and i guess what michael c hall maybe is his name so i get that a lot i get the guy who plays thor so i've, I've kind of heard depending on how long my hair is how long my beard is i get some different uh responses hemsworth yeah i think that's more flattering hemsworth. than michael c hall but either way pretty good somebody once came up to me and told me i looked like david copperfield the magician okay. i haven't felt good about myself ever since hey real quick greg olson some hard-hitting questions for you the first one is what's your favorite you know you used to be bearded and i'm here suit myself so i assume you're tactile like me what's your favorite kind of fabric Favorite kind of fabric? That's a good question. Uh, I'm I'm a jean guy. I like like light denims. I uh, mm. have an assortment of denim jeans and chino pants. So that's kind of my look. Uh, so I'm that's kind of my thing. No, no, incorrect. Chenille, chenille. That nice soft. You make a blanket, wrap yourself up in it. That's I'm nice. A blanket guy. Next question. <laughs> I'm uh, well. Maybe I am. So what? What do you guys though? You, Luke, and the other Superman. What do you guys eat on game day? What do they serve you? It's a good question. So uh, it's funny when you have a one o'clock kickoff, the pregame meal is about nine, nine fifteen before the first bus leaves. And there's actually a full lunch and a full breakfast option. So Ooh. for guys that don't want to have steak or chicken and pasta and broccoli at 9 a.m., you can get omelets and French toast and normal breakfast foods. But there are some guys that are just hell bent on having lunch and uh, they are sitting there at 8 30, 9 o'clock having sirloin and pasta and broccoli. That's not my thing, but... So you go whatever. breakfast. You go... You, I go you, breakfast. And you yeah, get all... breakfast. All the meat, uh, all the meat, breakfast meat options are there for you? You get yeah, a... I got a, it all. Really? I got it all. Do you go sausage links or do you go sausage patty? Bacon. Bacon. Interesting. Yeah, May, not a sausage. If I can make a suggestion for you, I would say bone-in ham. 
That's a nice, that's an often hand. forgotten. Yeah, I haven't seen that as an option. What's it like when you drive up to the game? I've been to a game at, uh, in Charlotte, and boy, I can't imagine there's a better smelling stadium to pull up to. All those smokers going, all the Carolina barbecue. Yeah. Anybody, when you pull up, anybody ever say, hey, Greg Olson, pull over here for a second. Join us for some ribs. You know, it's funny. Every, it's funny you say that because I say it to my wife all the time. I don't want to retire anytime soon, but when I do, my first game of the next season, I'm holding the biggest tailgate. Because it's one thing, <laughs> I've been to a million games, I've played in a lot, I've never once been to a tailgate of a football game at any level. So you pull into the stadium and you see those guys playing beanbags and smoking their foods and having a good time, that's going to be me and hopefully a long time, but probably not too long. I wouldn't presume to invite myself, but I certainly would love to be a part You're of that. I, I like Everyone's tailgating. welcome. See, Everyone while you've been, you've been practicing and toiling on doing all the hard work, I am a master of tailgating. I'm, re I'm very good at it. I, I have zero practice, so I might have to bring you to teach me. Excellent. Last thing is, we talked breakfast. How do you prefer your uh, eggs prepared? Over easy. On mm. game day, over easy. Do a little breakfast sandwich. During the week, I do more of an omelet when I want a little more substance. Okay, good calls, good calls. I prefer poached, but you're your own man, Greg Olson. Hey, listen, <laughs> speaking of which, I want to say it one more time, uh, uh, really a wonderful cause there. Weekend with the 88s, that's the number 88s, of course, .com is how you find out information about Dale Earnhardt Jr. and this guy, Greg Olson, getting together, like I say, to raise money for the local children's hospital. Best wishes with that. Stay healthy, and uh, I look forward, if not before, let's uh, get together for that uh, tailgate whenever it goes down. We got a while, but I'll, you'll be the first invite. I hope for your sake and uh, and Carolina Panthers fans everywhere, it is a long way away. Thanks a lot, Greg Olson. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Take care, pal. As promised, look who it is. One of our very favorites, the great Nate Burleson. What's the poop, fella? I'm good, man. A Thanks pleasure to me. see you. A pleasure as always. Thanks for taking the time. The emerging star, not just here at NFL Media, but I legitimately, one of the rising stars in sports media. I appreciate that, man. Thank well, you, Well, listen, you know, I, I don't say things if they're untrue. You know, no jive. You know, that's uh, the moniker up over the door here. And so I don't jive you. We're just talking before we got going here. Of course, we have plenty to talk about with week two, yeah. showdowns and all that. But then we started talking about Apollo Creed. You're excited for the uh, the Creed movie, eh? Yeah, I, I am. I grew up on the whole Rocky era of movies. Um, I'm mad that Apollo Creed actually isn't in it. I mean, that, that kind of upset me. I mean, the storyline in the trailer is like, my dad died and I got to carry on the name. There's too much pressure. But anytime you got Rocky and boxing in a movie... I think everybody's going to go see it. I guess, and I'll see it too. I love Creed, but yes, first of all, I met Carl Weathers once, the man who plays Apollo Creed. I was in a restaurant downtown L.A., Bestia, the Ye finest Italian food in, uh, year. in Los Angeles. Year? A year ago. Oh, Yeah, just recently. a year ago. So we're out there, my chum David Feeney and I mm -hmm. are having a divine Italian feast, and, uh, and across the way... We spot Creed. I'm, you know, listen, I, I, I love my, uh, you know, Predator, of course. You know, Action Jackson. Action Jack. Well, right. Predator, of course, that's, that's one of his best things. He does this with Schwarzenegger. He goes, like, Schwarzenegger sees him in UB Creed. He goes, what's the matter, Dylan? The CIA has you pushing too many pencils. 
like that. That's pretty good right Thank there. You. Thank you. I like that. Um, but uh, yes, Creed, of course, one of uh, one of my favorites growing up. Yeah. So, of course, and same for my chum. So we sent him a drink. We said, please, waiter, we, we, you must get a drink for, for Creed sure. here. And a moment later, before classy we Classy move, it, classy move. Before you know it, standing above our table, Creed himself, Carl Weather, shaking hands, thanking us for the drink. We were over the moon. We kibbished for a couple of minutes about this, that, and the other. That's awesome. He goes back to his seat. And then at the end of the night, the bill shows up. He put another drink on the bill, too. He ordered a second round. What that's about that sweet. move, Nate Burleson? That, hey, I like that, man. That's, <laughs> that's Hollywood right there for I him. like it because what, you know, he not, he understands, oh, okay, these two dopes love me. They're not going to balk. No, so I'll put another drink on there. I might, I might put my entire meal on there. Yeah, you're like, hold up. I like the movies, bro, but my pockets <laughs> is light right now. Take it easy on the second round. Next question, Nate Burleson. Yeah. In their primes, who would win a fight of Balboa? And Clubber Lang and Apollo Creed and Drago, Ooh. Tommy Gunn. Who Tommy would win Gunn. a tournament? You know, I might have to go with Clubber Lang. Lang. It's either that or Apollo Creed. Rocky's not winning no fights. I mean, I, I seen I Sylvester Stallone in person. His legs were too skinny. Hmm. Uh, that, that doesn't work in the ring. He, he probably uh, might have a glass jaw. Uh, Drago, though, it's interesting. He was... Quite the... Here's the thing with Drago. Everybody tries to make the case for Drago, but keep in mind, he was all juiced up, and so if we're going to allow that, that's fine. But when we met Creed <laughs> yeah. at the start of Rocky One, he was already past his prime. In that, but it, That's true. When that's he true. was at his best, he was the Count of Monte Fisto. Yeah. You know, he's true. Ali in that world. He would have dispatched Drago. You think so? I know people say, well, Drago killed Creed. He did. Creed was 52 in that fight. He showed up for a little exhibition, and Drago showed up there with, uh, you know, bad intentions. Yeah, okay, so what's your answer? Is it Creed? It's Apollo Creed. That's it's it. Apollo Creed. That's right. The master to bring it all full circle. The it's... master of disaster, indeed. Um, who would you like to play you when they make the Nate Burleson story? Who should play you in Hollywood? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. You know, we're talking about Michael B. Jordan. He's a pretty good actor. Okay. Um, who if, would be, who would offend you if they cast you? Any black actor that isn't athletic. Hmm. I hate watching sports movies and the athletes aren't real athletes. I completely agree. Like, Why is it that so hard? It drives to do? me crazy. And you know, I'm a football player, so if I'm watching a football movie and they do a spin move and it looks like a a five-year-old doing a spin move and not Braxton Miller doing a spin move, then it's it's not going to work for me. I'm, I'm already out of the movie. I might finish it just so I can see what's going on with the storyline, but every time they're on the field, I'm just driving myself crazy. That is the greatness of the movie Hoosiers. I don't know yeah. where they came up with those kids, but they all look like they can play basketball. And it's not just play basketball, but they look like they're playing basketball in the 50s. Yeah. That, they, have the, they all shoot the ball the way you would in the 50s. Where the, in the why is it so hard, show business? Yeah, if they could do it, then right. so can all the other movies. Right, exactly. And, you know, uh, Any Given Sunday, another movie. It, dramatic storyline, but I feel like once they got on the field, like Jamie Foxx is in it the height of a starting quarterback in the league, but he was spinning that ball. Mm-hmm. LL Cool J isn't Adrian Peterson, but he looked like a running back in the movie. They were athletes, you know, guys that happen to be good actors. So any sports movie, the prerequisite is get athletes. You know, come find me. I could do it all, man. I was All-State. What about that? All-State everything, man. Nate Burleson as Nate Burleson mm-hmm. in Lion Blood. Ooh. The story of Nate Burleson. By the way, lionblood.com. If nothing else, if you don't agree with my assessment about being a rising star, you must at least sign off on the fact he's the best dressed person 
at NFL Media that you watch that. on Total Access and so on and so forth. Lionblood.com, get in on that train. In spite of the fact that he carries the Merce, but that, that's a personal a taste issue. Got it with me right here. What's that black tie behind the glass? What do you have to ask us here? <laughs> hey, no, so question, if, if we were making a movie, who would play you? Well, I mean, he passed away a little while ago, but probably in his prime, Marlon Brando is the best. Like he, I'm sort of imbued with the same stuff that Marlon Brando is. Did you ever see Streetcar? That sort of like unhinged sexuality. That's that's what I'm about. As much as I, I like to hang my hat on a lot of stuff you say, mm -hmm. that's just absolutely preposterous. I don't know. And I, I feel like you go off the rails at times. Um you need, you need like a C-level actor to play you. I mean, your beard is like A-level, a but your, your, the quality of actors coming in, yeah, it's, it's going to be um, somebody with a little less fame. I hate to break what it to you. What about like Clooney, though? Like if, why, if we can get him like... Why to come with all these epic individuals? 20 years okay? younger, Clooney would be a good place to start. Why he's he handsome, be, I'm why handsome. Why has he got to be 20 years long, younger? Clooney still is good for his age. You guys both got the salt and pepper. I mean, not as much. You, that's, but. that's part of the reason why I go with Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, listen. Now let's move on to the game of pro football mm. and talk about... Uh, I, you know, we wait, you and I have talked a lot about Johnny football. He had a little bit of a moment there, but other guys really blew up in their first opportunity. We say, we saw Marcus Mariota. Yeah. You love some guys having what you call their NFL moment. Yeah. Their big breakout. What was yours, first of all? It was Tyrod Taylor. I thought that he took advantage of an opportunity that uh, most guys fold under. Hmm. Uh, the last start he had was in 011 when he's playing against Luck in college. Um, and then he, he shows up week one and outplays arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 14 for 19. They, they didn't have to throw the ball a ton, but he made the plays when he needed to. He's very composed for a guy who, who hasn't started a game in the league. Uh, I think it was perfect. You know, stars are made in moments like this. Uh, if he would have played terribly, nobody would have batted an eye. It's, it's almost like, oh, we, well, we expected that. You're, you're playing against Luck on a big stage, bright lights, everybody's watching. Uh, but he didn't. He did the exact opposite. He rose to the occasion. Do you buy, because the, I, I've said this a million times before, but a big difference aside from the, <laughs> from the athletic gifts between you and me is the fact that seems to me when I talk to pro athletes is there is a confidence that is pretty hard to shake yeah. about I'm the man and now I'm going to show you that. But I also say the other side of that coin is like, for instance, Tony Romo. Yeah. People say, oh, he doesn't care what people say about him off the field. He doesn't care about the media noise that he chokes or doesn't choke. I disagree with that. I think these guys do hear it. 100%. You hear it. And if, like you say, Tyrod Taylor, instead of doing well in week one, if there was some noise in Buffalo, we got to turn to Matt Castle, go to EJ Manuel or whatever, right. that gets inside your head. True or false? 100% true. Now, now, on the flip side to that, you got to think about what Rex Ryan did and how he approached the whole situation. He came out and announced him the starter week three of the preseason. And it was genius because you're giving this young man confidence. Mm -hmm. If he would have waited, just like in Houston, there's a lot going on. I'm, well, I'm not going to announce the starter until the next step of next week. No, no, no. He said, okay, I'm, I'm anointing him the starter right now, which gave this young man two weeks to take his confidence level that we're talking about from already high at 95% to that full 100. So now he's going to the game knowing this team has my back. I know my coach has my back. The city has my back. Now all I got to do is go out there and play. 
And I, I think that's beautiful. I mean, because I, I knew exactly what Rex was doing in that moment. And, and talking about moments, because, um, you know, I like telling stories. So, uh, I like hearing your stories. That's Campfire really, football is what I like fact, to call it. I'm going to, I'm going to, little sneak preview. I love Nate's stories so much that we have now created a segment that we will get to you in the, in the coming weeks. Story time with Nate Burleson. That's called a tease right we there. We might let Ike Taylor tell one or two. We got to get Ike in Mike there. Rob might tell one. MJD. I like the storytellers. Yes. Yeah. So we're exactly. talking about moments, right? My, my second year, I came off a decent rookie year. I caught like 30-something balls and a few touchdowns. Uh, my second year, I'm going in. I'm competing for the number two spot next to Randy Moss. And he goes down like week three or four with a hamstring, a severe one. So he's out six weeks. And I'm nervous. Because all of a sudden, you know, this 22-year-old, sophomore-seasoned uh, individual in myself has to go out there and basically hold down the fort. And that's what they're telling me. You're a third-round draft pick, but this is your time. And I already had enough confidence in myself, but I didn't want anybody to put too much pressure on me. And the one person that put the right amount of pressure on me was Randy Moss. Hmm, how so? He came to me after they assessed his hamstring, and it kind of was announced within the team that he'd be out. Um... He said, hey, hey, young fella, listen, I'm going to be out about four to six weeks. Um, so you need to go ahead and get off within this time. Because when I get back, I'm going to tear this league up. So take advantage of this moment. And I'm just like, okay, first of all, I'm glad he's talking to me. Because at this point, I'm still starstruck, even though he's my teammate. <laughs> um, and, and second of all, I'm thinking, okay, he understands that I need to go out there and, one, try to, Filling his shoes a little bit. And most people would say that was my best season. I had 1,000 yards. And within that six-week frame where he wasn't playing, I was getting off. I mean, I wasn't Randy Moss. I will never be Randy Moss. But he was behind me every week, gassing me up. I'm talking about building me up, inflating my ego. And I was going out every week thinking, I'm one of the best receivers in the game. And then when he came back on the field, we were one of the best combinations that this league has seen. So um, it, was, it was that moment where I realized, all right, I've arrived. That's awesome. Do you think, going back to the Bills for a second, you know, we see Des Bryant's celebration in the runway after he breaks a bone in his foot, but the team pulls it out, he's over the moon, and you can feel that that's obviously authentic. He's uh -huh. overjoyed. Uh -huh. Do you feel like, though, I guess with the QBs, it's probably, well, actually, if it's your position, and somebody else makes the play, do you think Matt Castle and EJ Manuel watching Tyrod Taylor like, yeah, great stuff, fella. Good for you. See, it's different with quarterbacks because opportunities, they're, they're slim. You know, and, and when a guy's making plays, that usually means you're going to have another job. You might not have a job. Uh, at receiver, if uh, uh, one of my teammates goes off one game, I know that next game it might be my turn. Depending on the coverage, depending on the team, depending on the rhythm, depending on, depending on the quarterback and the confidence he has in me that game, it can change week to week. If a quarterback's making plays... Two and three are sitting on the bench, you know, so I can't speak for them, but I know that as teammates and as friends, they're like, yeah, awesome. But as professional athletes, they're like, damn, you know, I, I got to figure out my I plan might, B. I think I might have to move in a couple months. Or they're going to have to move me. <laughs> um, now, we heard in front of week one, Andy Dalton, not surprisingly, give a pretty tepid pregame speech. <laughs> I'm fascinated by what happens in the day leading up to the game, yeah. and especially that hour right before it. Andy Dalton may not be the best at firing up his team, yeah. but we have found video of somebody who was fantastic at it. Take a look, everybody. 
hey, I'm gonna say this. Embrace the stage. Take hold of that rage and make some uh, plays. Uh, it's on us, yep. playmakers. Celebrate, kick, talk. That's what we do. Yep. This is our house. Yep. They the champs. I give them that. Yep. But they have four field yep. today. Yep. Welcome to Detroit yes, City. Let's yes, yes, for that reason alone, we gonna kick the from sideline to sideline, from goal post to goal post. Yes, sir. Let's go! Bomb squad! Slide out! Tick, tick, boom! <laughs> Let's do it! I could do it! I could beat the world champs after that. That was all right, Nate. I appreciate it. I didn't realize I cussed so much, man. There was a lot of bleepity bleeps in there, man. Please, please keep it clean, fella. I could be kidding. Now, listen, that was fantastic. Listen, so, uh, you know, I was, I was a rah-rah guy. You know, I love hip-hop. I love music. and I, I love poetry, so I love wordplay. And, you know, I would always leave that to Calvin and Matt Stafford if they wanted to do it because it was their team and it still is their team. But most of the times they would defer. They'd be like, you know, Nate, we need something from you today. So that's what I was going to ask you. Does somebody choose to be that guy or do other guys come to you and say, you're the best at doing this, do it? Most of the time it was guys just kind of giving me that nod and I did it most of the time. Um, and there were games where Matt was like, yo, I got to get something off my chest. I got this or Rayola or, you know, Calvin Johnson. But every game, it seemed to be me. And, and it was funny because, like, Dom Rayola, he's one of my close friends. And you know, he's a very passionate dude, played Detroit his whole career. And he would come to me and he'd be like, hey, 13, I need that Super Bowl. I'm like, Super Bowl? He's like, man, I need that Super Bowl speech. You hear me? Hmm. And that's like one of the more serious moments pregame. So that means I can't go in there and give you the fluff like, hey, y'all, let's get through it. Four quarters, ball out, offense, defense. He wouldn't let me do that. Even in preseason, I'm like, Dom, bro, this is preseason. I don't care, 13. I need that Super Bowl speech. And as I'm talking, as I'm doing my thing, which I never scripted, never wrote down, when I would look in somebody's eyes and I would see like... Why don't you, let, you know what? Pretend I am Dominic Rayola. Why don't you get the Dave Damashek football program? Perhaps we could make this our pre-show ritual. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but well, give like, you a pregame right now. Yeah, give it a, give it to us all. Or you know what? This is this is what I would do. This I, I would come in and first of all, I'd figure out what's going on. Like talk to we, Black Tie and like, everybody behind the glass. They're the ones who really situation. Need it. Like what's going on? It's the temperament of the team. If I feel like you riled up, then I gotta get you even more riled up. So I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna be like, hey, listen, bring it in. Come here, come here. Get close. Get close. I want you to hear me, and I do that because I want you to feel me. I want you to see me. I want you to see my heart beating. I got you, I want you Nick. To see my eyes. Got you. you feel me? Let's and go. I want you to get close so you feel like a brotherhood. If I'm talking to you guys and you're spread out, those words are going to fall on the floor. I need you to hear everything. You feel everything. So we're close. Now I'm looking in your eyes. When I'm talking, I'm looking at everybody's eyes. I'm like, let's do this. Hey, we got four quarters. This is Detroit, Michigan. Forget what everybody said. Forget what they say about this city. Forget about us going bankrupt. Forget about all the despair. Forget about all those things. For 60 minutes, we can turn all that around. For 60 minutes, we can give this city something they ain't felt. For 60 minutes, we can make somebody's week better. And you know what it's like out here in Detroit. You know what it's like in them streets. For 60 minutes, all I'm asking is that you give everything you got. And I might. And there's times where I just go off the rails and I'm like, if the world ended tomorrow and the last thing you had was this tape and somebody found this tape, the new civilization found this tape, what are you doing for 60 minutes? What are you doing? The average play is six seconds. You telling me you can't give me everything you got for six seconds? 50 plays? Huh? I'm doing that and I'm looking in the eyes and, and from there, that's when I get to my sideline to sideline, goalpost to goalpost for four mother quarters. It's game time. And I get in, I say, 
bomb squad, slide out, tick, tick, boom, and we'll all slide out. That's it. You <laughs> feel me? black tie back there. You feel there. me, black? Why are you wearing you a Seahawks me? helmet? But anyway, that was all. <laughs> I can dig it, though. I can dig it. And you know what, though? Like, I, 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 I love that moment more than, than certain moments throughout my career because it was really the more engaging times I've had with my teammates. Like, I would say that speech and Brandon Pettigrew, the tight end, he'd come up to me and be like, hey, yo, man, I felt it. I felt every word. Tears in his eyes. Hmm. Another guy comes to me and be like, hey, be honest. You write that down? No, I didn't write that down. Hey, I need you to do that every game. When they would say those things to me, it, it was unbelievable. And then a guy like Brandon Pettigrew who doesn't talk, he, he's, not a, he's not a big talker, I started to influence him, and, and he started to be a little more passionate on the field. And I remember one game, I think we might have been playing San Diego. We were trying to clinch the playoffs. It was like right around Christmas time in Detroit. And at, at this point, we were just putting it on him. And we knew, all right, we got it. We're about to make the playoffs for the first time in like 10 years. And we're in the middle of a drive. And Pettigrew, who never talks, comes to the huddle and he's like, hey, let's go. Let's go. And he's looking like me. And I'm like, all right, bro, what's up with you? Nah, let's go. Don't let up. I can see they heart beating. I can see they heart beating. Let's snatch that out and eat it alive. And I'm like, yo, that's something I would say. And in that moment, I'm, I'm locked back in. I went from like enjoying this whole about to make the playoffs to, nah, I'm back in the moment. You got me hooked. Let's go. So, like, that, that's what I love about pregame speeches. Man, man, I love that, too. And fans, believe me, from the outside looking in, that's what we fans love here. And, and the invoking, this is the city of Detroit, and we can boost. That's what pe fans love to hear. And it's a mistake if the Lions, if the NFL isn't promoting that kind of stuff. Who cares about the bad words? That's the connection that yeah. fans have with, uh, with guys that care. It's exciting. Tell real quick, real fast. Can I jump in your show? The Mike Tice I, story. I got a quick question here. A lot of people, a lot of fans sometimes call Ray Lewis phony. I, for one, as a fan watching Ray Lewis, I need to talk about that. What was that like seeing Ray Lewis get ready to go? Do you ever wish, man, I wish I was in one of those huddles? Because I know some NBA players do the same thing for Kevin Garnett. They believe it. They feel it. What do you think about Ray Lewis? Listen, we used to go to Baltimore and play. And, you know, when you're playing against another team, you don't fall for the, the tricks. You're not supposed to listen to the music. You ain't supposed to peek at the cheerleaders. You're not supposed to look at the leaderboard and the smoke. You're not supposed to do none of that stuff. You don't. You don't get involved in what's going on. You sit there and, you know, they already introduced you, so you're on the sideline waiting. And when we was in Baltimore, though, it was different. Like, as soon as they start announcing that defense, you're peeking over. And then before you know it, Ray Lewis comes up. And, you know, we're supposed to be cool. Like, he's just another guy. We're about to play against for four quarters. But I would look around down the line, and everybody's helmet is turned towards the, the, the tunnel where he's coming out. And... He got to doing his dance, and we're still trying to keep it cool, though. You know, <laughs> shoulders facing this way, eyes facing this way. And uh, as soon as he gets done, you know, doing his whole thing, and, uh, and we lean back, I'm like, hey, that was clean. Yeah, <laughs> I give it to that Ray Lewis, that's clean. Everybody's like, yeah, yeah, that was clean, that was clean. All right, let's focus on the game. But, like, Ray, we, there's ultimate respect for a guy like that. Um, and, and I'm cut from that cloth. You know, there's certain things that I saw in him, and, and it was more about, what he is able to get out of his defense and his team. Like, that's why I wanted to do the pregame speeches because it's a big deal. Like, if you just go out there and say, hey, guys, just have a good game, one, two, three, break. Guys aren't going to go into that game the same way. Like, like I, would, I would try to pick as many ways to agitate my teammates' spirit however I could. 
There's times when there's a scuffle right? going onto the field or coming off the field, and I'd use that. I'd be like, so you're telling me that these guys is going to bump into us in our own tunnel, in our own field? Like, we at home. You got your mom in the stands. You got your wife. My son is in the stands. And they over here talking? Pre-game? Game ain't even started yet? You crazy? And they like, oh, I guess that is disrespectful. Yeah, it's disrespectful. It's cool, though. We got four quarters, and they can't go nowhere now. That's way different than me saying, hey, guys, hey, let's go. Let's get it. Nah, I'm out everything I see, every moment I get. I'm trying to gas these dudes up, you know? And, and that's, that's, what, that's what Ray Lewis I did. I know, and listen, I get that Belichick's way, it seems to work. I mean, it doesn't seem to work. It does work. Yeah. That, but that do your job, that passionless stuff, to me, fan double fan. I know you that they have four rings, but give me this kind of stuff. That's what fans love. Real quick though, tell the Mike Tice story that you were uh, that you were telling oh, me. Recently. Well, yeah, we were we were we were young guys. We were a young team and um, very influenced by you know movies and, and pop culture. And and Mike, you know, for his own right, he carried himself like a huge figure. You know, like a like a mafia boss. Like that's how he walked around. Like you could imagine just a cigar in his mouth. Like that's what he looked like. It's very imposing, uh, strong spirit. Like when he get in the in the meeting rooms, like, you know, everybody shut up. Everybody listened. Um, he was able to manage egos, you know, Culpepper and Moss and Pat Williams and, you know, all these different characters. And the way he would motivate us is he would tell us, like, all right, make sure you fight for each other. I don't care if it's on the field off the field. Always have your brother's back. This is a family. You don't turn your back on family. If you have a disagreement, we'll work it out. So he preached all these things. And it was, you know, that family atmosphere. And uh, pregame, he pops in after the whole script and going over the plays and all the last-minute adjustments, Saturday night in the hotel, pops in the tape. You know, this is the exciting part. It's like, you remember when you used to go to school and teachers would be like, all right, we're watching the movie today. All the kids get excited. That's the best. It's the same way as professional athletes. Like, we're grown men, but we just get done two hours of going over all the stuff we went over all week. And then he's like, all right, hit the lights. And we're going to hit the lights. We're either going to watch a highlight tape or we're going to watch something. Um... So he puts on a highlight tape. We're like, ooh, we got the music pop. And you see yourself making plays from last week. I was like, yeah, I see you out there. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and then the, the highlight tape stops. And then Bronx Tail comes on. The scene where they're at the bar. And, uh, you know, the guy comes in. He's, he's doing too much. And then Biker um, gang. Yeah, uh, Ray Liotta, right? He, 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 uh, he walks over to the door quietly, locks it. He's like, now nah, you just can't leave, right? <laughs> And so we're like, okay, we're, we're feeling it though, because you know that's what we are. Like, this is the Minnesota Mafia. Like, we're a team. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a family. Um, you don't mess with the family. And uh, pops it off. He's like, tomorrow, when they come in there, they won't be able to leave. Them doors are going to be locked for 60 minutes. And I'm young, and I'm just like this. Oh, God, that's so powerful. And I thought about that though. And, and I even repeated that, you know, over my career after I left the Vikings. But that's what it was like. He was creating that mindset that this team is coming in and they're literally walking in your front door. They're disrespecting your couch. Charlie Murphy, the Dave Chappelle couch scene, they're doing all that. They're spitting on your grass, knocking over stuff in the kitchen. You know, they're winking at your girlfriend. They're doing all that. What are you going to do? You about to lock that door and move some furniture in there. And that's what it was about. And that's how we felt. So when we showed up for that game, first thing we said... Now they can't leave. We got them. They don't know what they just walked into. And, and, that, was, and that was Mike Tice, man. You know, That's awesome. How'd you yeah. do in the game? I did my thing. I got busy. The team won. I mean, it, and 
And it, it was a common theme, you know, and, and there was times where the season wasn't going the way he wanted and he would revisit that tape and try to get his lock back into that mindset. Um, but the tricky part is trying to take that mindset on the road. You know, the home field advantage is, hmm. it's, it's a big thing. But now when you're on the road, somebody's locking the door behind you. What are you going to do? Then you know? you're just a band of brothers against the world. Back that that seems like the easier to one back. to do. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're the only ones here who, who are rooting for us. And, to, and no, no, and I, we're going to keep talking because I see you got me started. You said band of brothers against the world. In 04, we lose to the Green Bay Packers twice. And, uh, and we go to a wild card game, the game where Randy Moss pulled his pants down. Nobody, nobody gave us a shot, right? We <laughs> yeah, lost to him right. twice playing a wild card game. They're going to lose to him three times. The Packers are unbelievable. It's in Green Bay. We get out there. It's snowing. It's like the most epic football scene ever for a young guy. I'm just like, this is what I dream about. Like, this is... This is what they make movies about. And we get back in our locker room and, you know, guys are sitting there just kind of looking at the ground, trying to figure out our approach to this game. And he comes in with that speech. Hey, it's just us, man. It's just us. Nobody, nobody's giving us a chance. All right. Yeah, they beat us twice. But we know what happened in the games. Like, we was kicking their ass and then they beat us by a field goal. But it's us now. We all we got. So let's go out. Hit them in the mouth. Heavyweight fight. We're not going to throw the jab out there to, to get the temperament. We swing for the jugular. First shot to the jaw. We knock him down, they get back up, we knock him down again. Body blow, body blow, head shot. So he's giving us a speech and we're like, yeah, yeah. And we come out and it's like, boom, boom, boom. They don't know what hit him. By the time second quarter was there, we're on the sideline celebrating. I mean, we were so mad, so mad at the world. And it was just Mike Tice agitating us. I mean, you see Randy Moss put his pants down. Like that'll show you how mad, that's how mad we was at the world. Like you said, band of brothers, against the world. So at home, you got to make teams feel like, listen, this is our house. Don't let nobody disrespect our house. Mm. On the road, you a band of brothers. Get back to back, put your dukes up, start swinging. I love it. Now let's wrap it up here. Nate, I could uh, talk to you for five hours about football and more importantly, the greatest game of all, the game called life. Yeah. But let, let's wrap it up here. Let me teach you, as you go out to do your fancy TV stuff, Total Access and all that, let me give you my pregame speech. You ready? Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready. Here we go! Find out more on the next DDFP. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.